You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back. We are back with another episode. So, Tyler, I hear something super interesting happened over one of your sessions, right? Right. So I have a story that you haven't heard yet, but I told you it had to wait for the podcast. So I guess I'll just get into it for you, okay? Uh, I'm I'm all ears. <laughs> all right. So um, we're playing this kind of a late night session. I have king nine of hearts. Um, I open up to 15. I get two callers. Um, the flop come, I completely whiff. I flop one di- uh, one heart, and, um, I mean, just nothing, right? Um, I check it. Someone leads that, or someone, not lead out, someone bets, right? Bets really big, like, what would it be, like 45 or something? Okay. The other person calls. Obvious fold for me, right? An obvious fold, yeah. Um... Um, so we had a new dealer who had, he seemed very, very new, right? He then, whenever he goes to deal the turn, doesn't burn a turn, just, just throws the card out. Everyone, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to put that back, you know? So then I know, I know the floor ruling, you're supposed to do something else, but he didn't, he just burned it. He said, I forgot burn, just took the card right from the turn, put it in the burn put the next card out there, which gave me a backdoor heart draw, but I was already out of the hand, right? Okay. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. And, um, gigantic bet again from this guy, and she calls, right? This is the same player who had that, uh, when I had that ace three of diamond, uh, spades a few episodes ago, who had the kings. Um, it's kind of irrelevant, but, so she, um, loose and aggressive. So, she calls, and this is like, probably a $75 bet probably I wasn't really watching because I was just you know I was talking to the guy next to me and um the river completes the heart draw so I was like dang and the guy next to me was like in that the way because I showed him my hand before because we were just on the other end of the table right he was like hmm he was just like figures right and I was like yeah whatever so the original river he checks the girl bets a hundred, right? So now, this is the one part of the story I didn't, because again, I didn't know it was going to be a big deal yet, that I hadn't, I didn't hear if he said call, but he motioned like he was going to call. He brought his hand forward to the line. The chips crossed the line, didn't touch the felt, right? She turns over the nut flush. Oh, God. Right? So then... He pulls his chips back and now doesn't want to pay. Right? And okay. she's like, you said, call, or she's like, you called, you called, give me the money. And then she starts reaching into his stack to grab the stack of reds. Oh, God. He now smacks her hand away, right? And then she tries reaching again to grab some chips. He hits her hand away again, right? And then, so... Sorry, I kind of jumped ahead of you. So whenever the whenever she turned over the nut, so he most likely was on call. He she turned over her hand prematurely, right? The chips didn't get all the way in, right? 
Um, he then, when the dealer looked away, had counted out like the hundred, like he was going to give to her, put it back in his stack. Like he counted out the hundred. So the dealer looked away and he put it back in his stack. So then she's trying to reach in for the chips, right? And she only has red chips. She then takes four greens off his stack and puts them in her stack. Yep. Yep. Things have, things are getting interesting, right? Oh, wow. It gets more interesting. So I'm looking at him because I'm now, you know, I well, the other guy I was like, you're, you know, wow, you would have got felted. I was like, ooh, would have got felted. Would dodge the bullet there, right? Mm-hmm. He now, whenever he's sitting there, because I'm now watching, kind of like seeing, because I knew like something was going to happen, right? I'm watching his body language and stuff. He then, with his arms crossed, takes the money out of her stack and palms it in his hand. Wait, uh, she's collecting the chips. Okay. The green chips that she took from him are now loose next to her while she's count because it was a gigantic pot. So she's stacking the reds. Mm-hmm. While she's stacking the reds, he scoops up the hundred back in his hand and has it in his palm. Oh wow! Right. So I tell the guy next to me, just so you know, we can have some other people involved. Because I'm sure I was the only one who saw. I told him, I said, hey, that dude just stole $100 out of, off of her stack. And it's in his left hand. He's sitting there. You know? And he's like, and then the guy next to me is like, you serious? I was like, 100% serious. It's in, he has four green chips in his left hand that he just took off of her stack. So he, but then, so he, we're now, I'm sure the guy next to me is just laser-eyed watching, right? Right. No longer joking around. And I was kind of watching, well, I was definitely watching. And I'm sure he saw us watching and then dropped the chips and gave them back. Oh, wow. So, what would you do in that kind of situation? God almighty, this is so, such a weird situation. There's so many things that went wrong here. Right. That... I mean, I mean, first we can talk about the turn, right? I mean, whenever you forget to burn the turn. Yeah. So, okay. So he, but would this be the right thing for the dealer to do? Okay. He forgets to burn the turn, correct? But there's no betting action to be had. Correct. So, I mean, you would just like burn that card and then put the other one out. Would that be the right thing to do there? I mean... When do you do the thing that you put it back in the deck and reshuffle? When does that happen? Well, if there's no if there's action to be had. Because then it influences the action. But it sounds like all the bets were taken It was caught immediately, yes. Yeah, I mean all the bets were done. There was no action. He was going to the turn and then just didn't burn. I think that's the correct way to do it. I mean it's not if like say someone bets and then that other person hasn't called yet. And then he goes and puts that card out there. You have to put it back in and reshuffle it. I definitely know that that's the way to do that. Uh, considering all there is no action to be had, I think this is probably the right thing to do. Uh, so there's that. But my, my biggest thing is, is how in the world was she allowed to reach over and grab chips from his stack. What was the dealer doing during all that? 
Nothing. Just was he watching it? Kind of. I mean, the dealer was super new. I mean, that's what I mean. I'd already kind of told you some of the stuff that had happened before. I mean, he was letting string bets happen. I mean, it happened to me in the hand I was in, where a guy put out a hundred. I was thinking, oh, I could call hundred. He says two hundred and puts out another hundred. And then like another one when she put out sixteen. I was like, sixteen is good. She's like twenty one. I'm like, I mean. God almighty, this sounds super horrible. Uh, I mean, obviously, the correct move for the dealer is to call the floor here. Yes. So And have the floor make a ruling. Uh, if that 100 stays or not, I mean, I think depending on the casino, you'd get different. Uh, I think you'd just get different rulings. Uh, some, if you, if you have that motion going towards, it's crossed the line, that's going to be a call. Uh, if you didn't put the chips down, I mean, regardless of what it was, I mean, th- definitely the floor has to be called to make a ruling here. I tell you what can happen is a player can't reach into another player's stack and take chips. I mean, that's I, I can't. That was be- beyond. And then him reaching back and stealing the chips back is <laughs> uh, th- like I say. There's so many things that went wrong here. I don't even know where to go with it. Right and. Yeah, so then what do you do when you're me and you see him seal the chips? You have to, I mean, you definitely have to make someone aware. I mean, uh, I think, right? I mean, you definitely can't watch someone steal and just, you know, not do anything. It's a weird situation because how either player didn't ask for the floor to be called here is ridiculous. Because if he feels like he doesn't owe her the $100... He should be asking for the floor. Uh, well, the dealer should be calling for the floor regardless. But he should be asking for it if she feels like he owes it to her and he's just putting it back in her stack. She should be asking for the floor. I mean, I don't understand anybody. I don't understand how he reacted, how she reacted, or how the dealer reacted here. Everything seems to have gone to hell. <laughs> here was kind of my thought. I knew the guy to my left where if he, um, if he was involved... He was for sure going to say something was going to be a big deal, which is why I got him involved. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's like, I don't want to be the guy, but I don't want to let it happen, so... Well, here's kind of my thought at when I was um, kind of debating. I was thinking, well, if it happened to me and I was the one scooping the chips in and someone stole the chips you know, right under my elbow, I would hope someone would say something, right? Right. So that was kind of my thing. So I was like, well... Here we go. I'm going to have to say something, but I'm also going to watch and see what he does, right? Because here's the other thing. Those are her only green chips. So if he took them and everyone saw she took the green chips, he would then she would then have no green chips. I mean, this seems super obvious. I mean, it seems like if you're going to try to steal the chips back. Hey, okay, here's another question. How did he put them back? He didn't. That's what I was saying. They were in his palm the whole time. And I told the guy next to me, I said, he has four green chips in his palm. Like, Okay, but you said even he, oh. once he, once he saw y'all looking, he put them back. Like, how did he even get them back without being super obvious about it? He dropped them and then po- tapped on the shoulder and said, oh, you forgot some of your chips. This whole encounter seems super strange. So, okay, so she's reaching into a stack. He's slapping her hand away. And then, 
all of a sudden it he taps her on the shoulder and then says, "Hey, you dropped chips off of a table." When I mean, she's gonna know if she dropped chips. I mean, this this enc- whole encounter seems so weird. No, no, not drop like um, not drop chips. He dropped them next to her on the felt. Oh, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, because basically his arms were crossed, and he had it in his left hand, and he was holding it like this. And then what he did, he just dropped it back this way and then told her the chips were right there. Okay, so he kept slapping her hand away. How did she end up getting the green chips? She juked them, went high, took two. Yeah. How did any <laughs> of this happen? This is, I mean, uh, like, there's no way. Because if this is a guy and guy, this is going, this is going to fist, right? I mean, I don't know too many guys who are going to be okay with, like, letting someone just take their chips <laughs> you would think right I, yeah i mean there's a whole bunch of issues right I mean, he should have called the floor originally yeah the dealer should have called the floor i mean because to be fair he didn't well so here's the issue i wasn't i was watching but i couldn't hear because i was on the other side of the table i was in seat one this is down way on the other side okay so i couldn't hear if he verbalized the call or not which is a gigantic detail, I know. Yeah, it's a gigantic detail. But here's the thing is, I mean, it It seems like it would have come up in the argument of if he called her. I mean, it seems like he probably didn't verbalize the call or else this is very it's cut and dry. I, I'm kind of assuming he probably didn't verbalize it or else this becomes super cut and dry here. So, but here's the thing. So, this is when he should have called the floor. Because he was reaching to put the chips in, and then she turned her hand over, which you and I say all the time. You, I mean, just wait to expose your hand, right? Again, yeah. It, me and you constantly go back and forth. Like, oh, well, we don't go back and forth. We're always on the same page here. That just wait that extra two seconds. Um, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, I'm not saying slow roll somebody, but at least wait until the chips are in the fucking pot. I mean, that that, that was kind of dumb on the girl's part, I will say. Well, I mean, and here's the other thing. Oftentimes, I'll confirm that they called or not, or if they're all in. Right. Because I had a situation in a bomb park where someone, I had top pair on one board and a pair on the other, and I ended up, and on the river, the guy bet five. After, you know, he had bet 25-25. Okay. And I, I definitely confirmed, is he all in or is it a bet of five? Because I'm not calling all in. Right. Call, right. But... I didn't just throw the five in and then thought it was five as they get scooped, right? You definitely, like, I'm not saying be one of these players that tank on every decision, but you definitely want to at least confirm and think. I mean, and take us an extra second to, you know, make these, you know, it solves a lot of problems. So that, stuff like that is huge. I told you, though, it's crazy what happened. That is one of the most insane things. I, I just don't understand, like, Whatever this establishment was, I mean, they're obviously not training the dealers to call the floor. I wonder if they're almost getting on the dealers for calling the floor too much. Because that is such an easy deal right there, just to call the floor. Well, so I don't think he realized what was happening. Like, you know how, like, if you don't try to pay attention, you can just kind of block it out? Like, he, I think he knew something was happening, but kind of focused his attention elsewhere. 
Right. So, I mean, he's just letting the table just be the Wild West, right? I mean, yeah, it definitely seems like this guy was not with it at all. Not at all. I mean, there was a ton of stuff that just made no sense. I guess, like, I mean, I know there's a lot of new dealers around and all that. It seems like one of those players would have the, you know, aptitude to call for this. Unless maybe both of them were, thought they were in the right, but not said enough in the right that, you know, that they wanted to call the floor. But here's the thing. Once she takes the chips, if he doesn't feel like she he owes her the chips, then, I mean, if there's any doubt in my mind... Which, I mean, in that situation, there would be doubt in my mind. Uh, now, that being said, if I am going to call yeah. and on there, I just surrender to the chips. I feel like that's just being a good sportsmanship. If I if I am moving my $100 to... I'm not doing that unless I'm going to call. So, I'm surrendering my chips. But in his defense, if he hasn't put the, the chips down and he doesn't feel like he owes the chips, he should at least call the floor and get a ruling on it. He 100% was going to call, though, just to be... Oh, he clear. was? Yeah, I mean, you I mean, tell, the chips yeah. were coming up and being almost placed, and then right when they got to about here, she exposed her hand, and they took him back. That's some shit. God, there's some shady shit. I mean, that is... Oh, that's what the guy next to me said. He's like, that's the way to get beat up in the parking lot. I just... just. I mean, I, just play by the rules. Play po- If you are a good poker player, you're going to make a profit. I mean, all these... You run into so many people who are just these angle shoots to no end. If it's that bad, if the money is that important to you, go do something else. Don't play poker. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I, if, I mean, and if you're a winning poker player, then surrender those chips and call it good. It's part of the, it's part of the part. It's part of doing business. Oh, I mean, especially to the player who he lost to. I mean, I think she called two gigantic bets on a backdoor flush draw. Oh God. I mean, she had one heart. Yeah. So you definitely want to take care of those players. God. Man, what a weird spot. Like, that is just the number one rule is you don't reach into somebody's chips and take them. But I guess it worked for her. So I don't I, I don't know what to make out of that. If I were her, I would not try that in, a, like, a, in like an actual casino. It's not a poker room. I mean, I've seen her do it before, too. Like, I've seen her mess with, like, like some guy was taking forever to stack chips, so she just stacked them for him because he was taking forever. I think I know who you're talking. Is this is this girl a dealer? I don't think so. No, 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 she's not a dealer. Okay, uh, I had someone in mind that I thought this might be. It sounded like that personality type. So, uh, no. but yeah, I, I don't know. That is a weird situation, though. I've, I've I'm sure I've encountered something, but. You know, I encountered something the other uh, other day too, that was a weird spot. So, someone goes to a call. And I'm just gonna say the river spot because it's only the part that matters. And they go and ha- they have the nuts. They call. One flips over. One flips over face down, and the dealer mucks the card instantly. Huh. So he has the nuts and show uh, like shows the because uh, I think it was a one card flush, it was like uh, four hearts and he had the ace of hearts. Uh, they awarded the pot to the other guy. I mean, that sounds right. If your card doesn't turn over, yeah. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing: is he was 
literally trying to flip the cards over the right way. It hits a chip, mucks, and the dealer just mucks the card instantly. Uh, doesn't do anything, and eventually that guy, like, I wastes two or three hands. That guy goes and gets the floor, and the floor chews out the dealer for not calling the floor. He's There's, like, this is an instance where you, all the time, and they make that, they award that guy the chips. They take the chips out of the other guy's stack and give it back to him. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That, I mean, if no one saw the ace of spades or whatever the well they saw the nut card they know oh, he they, had the nut. they know how they oh, had the okay. nuts. but you know you have to have two to win okay no i thought you said okay okay I, now i get what you're saying i thought that he turned over i thought you said he turned over a queen and he mucked the other one no uh no they, i don't think they could have done they definitely could have done that but they saw that he had no matter what other the other card was that he had the nuts uh, awarded it to the other guy, and the floor had to come over and reverse the decision. Like, several hands later, which I I think was probably the right move, but I don't think I've ever seen that done before. Do you think that's an instance... I know this happened. I've never seen it happen, but where the casino pays the other guy out the pot? Oh, no. They definitely didn't pay. They took the no, guy no, out no, of the no, stack. No, no, no. I'm saying, do you think this would be a good instance where that would happen? Could well, happen? Well, okay. They kind of did. Because from what I saw, they took care of that guy they took the money out of. It seems like they were giving him quite a few comps and stuff like that. So it seemed like they were doing something to make up for the mistake, which seems fair. I mean, because you can't... I feel like that pot should go to the guy. It's one thing if you just muck the cards and you're being an uh, idiot. It's another thing if it hits a random chip, goes down, and I mean, you and the dealer mucks the card. I mean, instantly. Uh, so I feel like they handled it about as good as you could. But, again, another dealer just not knowing what to do and just making a ruling right off the right from the hip. It seems, it seems like a big thing around. Crazy. So there's another story for you, too. Okay, oh, let God. me put you in this hand real quick, okay? Okay. You have pocket queens, right? Okay. Um, someone opens up to 15, someone else calls, you make it 50. Um, it goes call, call because you only made it 50, right? Yeah, sounds about right. The flop comes 10, 10 deuce. Checks to you, you bet 50. Sorry, not 50, you bet 100. You then get check raised to 350, and you both are over 1,000 deep. What do you do here? Okay, so ten ten deuce. The uh, I make it. What, I three the, bet to fifty. The original razor check ra check raises you. The original razor check check raises me. Uh, so it's about one hundred fifty in the pot. I make it a hundred, and he goes. It is it all. Well, no, it's, a, it's just a raise for 350. Yeah, not even close to all. And there's still about 1,000 left behind for each of you. God almighty, this is kind of tough. Uh, I think this is just... Like, at 1-3, I think this is a fold. Uh, like, at, like, at the higher stakes, I feel like this could actually maybe be a call because, I mean, they're just with it enough to make this bluff here. Uh, at the stakes that we play at, usually, I think this is just a fold. 
That's what I was hoping for because I was the guy who check raised and I had nothing. So. Oh really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking for sure that would be a a fold out of queens there, but he called. So <laughs> he goes, call, no, all in. I was like, that ain't good. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I told the guy next to me, I told him, I don't even have outs. I told him, I need him to fold. <laughs> I told him, I can just open muck. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, I mean, like, I'll, this is very player dependent because a player of your caliber who's a, who is able to make this bluff, it should be a call. Uh the thing is, is 98% of 1-3 players, this is just a 10 every time. Well, here's the issue, too. I had a bad, I thought I had a good read on the guy. And then once we played for like a few more hours, he was one of the guys string betting, didn't know really how to bet and stuff. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. Was, I thought, I mean, he was sitting there with like probably 1,500 or whatever. And I was, and from what I had seen, a you know, he hadn't really played many hands. I thought he's, you know, he was playing tight. So I thought, you know, that I thought he was better than he was kind of thing. Yeah. Cause you need a player good enough to make this fold, to make this a good bluff here. Yeah. I mean, he called and showed, and I mean, I mucked and I was like, whatever. So, and he showed the Queens face up and the guy next to me, who's pretty good was like, can't believe he called with Queens there. Should never have Queens there. Yeah. I, like I say, I don't think like, Around one three or whatever, I think that's you're gonna run into a ten so often. Uh, I think I think that's kind of a bad call there by him, but I mean it worked out in that ex- exact instance. But eh, like, and again, I will give it credit. Like I think he's just a player. It sounds like that he's he's got to overpair. He's just gonna call down. Uh, a better player if they do call you there and they know you have a bluff here and there then it's probably a, a good call, but it sounds like he just had a hand that he was just going to stick to no matter what. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Because, so. I mean, here's the thing. is Once he calls the 350, he ain't going away <laughs> after that. I mean, I will go with that. If I make that call, I'm in for the long haul at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was perfectly aware of that, especially when he goes, call, wait, all in. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, it, don't be trying to bluff players who can't, who don't know what call and all in are two different things. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, well, oh well. I mean, <laughs> the session was bound to be negative anyway, so <laughs> might as well uh, might as well push all your chips in there for the negative. Yeah, so that session wasn't profitable. Yeah, um, if you make that bluff and that doesn't go well, seems like it's going to be unprofitable. So, but here's an interesting hand for you to where this is one where I would like to know the, the official ruling. Um, but let me just tell you what happened. That same player from the earlier story who uh, she uh, showed her hand too early, right? Okay. Her and this other guy end up in an all-in situation, right? On the flop. She flops open-ended. Um, he flopped a set, right? Okay. They wanted to run it twice. He boats on the first one and just has um, a set on the other board. She never shows her card, but she sits there, and it was three ways, right? One of the guys folded. Okay. But she sits there and thinks and thinks forever. And even the guy next to me went in the hand and was like, all right, next hand. Like, 
what's happening, right? Why is yeah? I mean, there's no, there's nothing to be made here. Uh, I mean, turn over your hand or don't. Right. So she puts it down, face down, mucks it, right? Okay. The third player in the hand asks to see her cards. God, I've run into this so often now. So, but here's where it takes a twist. He then shows her cards, and she has a straight on the other board. So, then they muck it and give the whole pot to the other guy. What do you think about that? I don't I don't know what to think about it whenever I was there. So, I asked a dealer on this, because this has been a common question. Not not like that, where it's just a player who's out of the hand. He wasn't out of the hand. He was the third player who folded on the... Uh, so, like it was like he bet, it went like raise, all in, he folds, he calls, run it twice. Okay, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, once he folds, he's kind of out of the hand at that point, right? Yes, yeah, but I was just saying he was yeah. he hit a lot of. I mean, he was still in pot for you know maybe two hundred bucks. You know? Oh, was I mean, he, he was still okay. a big. Pot. That's true. Okay, he was all in. Okay, that makes yeah. He's definitely in the hand then. Yeah. Uh. Because I've been running into like when somebody calls. Like when you call, if you bet and I call, I obviously get to see your cards. The whole reason of calling. But say, you, I bet you call, and I'm no good, but I want to see your cards. I've asked this, and one dealer said that, and he's a floor guy, said that he will show the cards, uh, but he's like, okay, if that person misread his hand, then that person gets the pot. I mean, those cards still play. So that's that's what I kind of thought was gonna happen. Uh, that I have a question. Did the guy who see the car he wanted to see her hand? Did uh did he lose? Did he lose it all in? Or would would he have won? Oh, I don't know. He never showed his hand. Oh, I mean, okay. you know, he could say whatever he had for all. Uh, I don't know. That's a kind of a. I mean, I felt like the the way the dealer answered that was a pretty good. I've gotten it like once you're all in, or once it's a call and the action's closed, that the players do have the right to see the cards. It seems like now if you muck it and it goes into the muck, it just is what it is. I mean, they're in the muck, but uh, if they're not there yet, from the from what I've been getting around town and, like, most dealers who actually know what they're doing in Floor Guys, it seems like that is something that you can ask for. Uh, the main reason I've gotten that is it prevents collusion, you know, which, you know, someone going all in, going on over the top, and then, you know, just mucking the cards after. So that's the reason I've gotten for it. I understand the reasoning, but it just... I don't know. It seems so strange to do that. I've never asked to see someone else's cards like that. I've never asked either. Even if I call and they muck, I I don't even ask them. I mean, here's the thing. is If you're a poker player, you can kind of put them on a pretty narrow range at that point. I mean, if, you, if they bet and you call, I mean, and you're good, well, you know they had nothing that was beating you. Beating you. Uh, so they have... Weak hand, super weak hands or bluffs. I mean, I, at that point, that's all the information I really need. Here's the other thing. Do you really want to discourage people bluffing? Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's a good I mean, point. I don't mind. I bluff all the time. But, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you know, I just do it just to shake things up a bit. But, um, you know, I'll show the bluff. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Even if I get called, it'll be like, can you beat six high? <laughs> I, I a very to... light call if you can. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say one time, like, I think I have the nuts six high. But then I was like, man, it, like if I accidentally said that and then someone mucked thinking I had the nuts, I didn't want to lead to that kind of confusion. So I've never said it. But that's probably a good idea. I, I can mean, definitely see that. If he mucked and I had six high, <laughs> just give, give him the pot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, that would be. I just think it'd be funny. I'm like, I have what could only be described the top of my range. Well, I, you know what? I think I've, I, I have said I have the, I think I have the nut low. <laughs> so I have said that. So, and no one's mucked that quickly yet. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of a weird spot. I don't, I don't know. It's a, uh, I mean, if I'm called, I'm showing every time just right then and there. Uh, if I'm all in, I, I love these people who are like, I don't need it because I want information. Y'all's, y'all's asses are on your phone and not paying attention to half the game. Don't even know what's going on in the game. Yet now you're fucking Einstein and this one information is going to be what puts you over the top. I mean... Yeah, I tell them, simmer down, Rain Man. Get back to, the, <laughs> get back to your movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... I mean. <laughs> I hate to break it to y'all, but y'all just aren't that good. I'm not that good. I'm not that good that that one little piece of information, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you now. Yeah. No, I could see a bunch of hands, and sometimes it wouldn't even matter. I mean, I don't know. They could play any hand, just any given reason, maybe because they're bored. Uh, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it's a. I mean, like I say, if someone doesn't have the winning hand, I mean, I feel like I can narrow range. I can get that range narrow enough that it doesn't matter that much. Or if they're bluffing, what's it matter if they're bluffing? What's it matter why what they're bluffing with or why? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you win. Just high five the deal and move on. It's uh, but I I like like I kind of like I've been super curious if like. She put her hand like, she put her hand face down. Like how far out to the muck? Because from what I've heard, and what I've gotten from floor people is if it's not in the muck, and it's still outside of the muck, that hand will still play. So I'm actually I'm very shocked she didn't get that pot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, because I played a hand too where I had um king 10 and the flop came king 10 and we ended up all in on the flop and i'm sure he had ace king the turn was um a king the river a 10 oh wow and the guy next to me was like i think that 10 just cost you that pot Tom, i said don't say a word <laughs> and the guy mucked his hand oh god yeah i'm sure he had a, a king right yeah i would i would think so but I mean, here's the other question. That's a very interesting story because you said she took forever and then mucked, mucked her hand. Yep. What in God? If she had a straight, what in God's? I mean, it's one thing if you just misread your hand and you snap muck it. It's another thing to sit there and think about it for a long time and then muck the winning hand. That is a weird spot, right? I don't know. I mean, 
just turn the cards over. <laughs> I mean, to say poker, I mean, I tell you what, poker is not dead. Because I told you that other, that uh, like a month ago, or whatever, I was at BCS and three people mucked the winning hand, like it, like within an hour. Yeah, it's a. I mean, if you can't beat people who don't even know like what what they have, I mean, it's a that's about as easy a game as you can actually beat. Yeah, I couldn't beat it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like still too tough. <laughs> yeah, too tough, too tough. Yeah. So I have an interesting hand for you though that I played earlier in the week as well. Okay. Um, what's it called? So, okay, so a little bit of backstory. I moved tables, right? I've been completely card dead. I moved tables. First hand, I get ace king. I um, there was a bunch of limpers, so I made it um, forty. Right, okay. Get a ton of action, and um, the flop comes. Uh, probably like four callers. Kind of this hand is just setting up the next hand, really. So, four callers. The flop comes queen jack. Um, it checks to me. I check it through. Um, the turn is nothing. Um, one guy bets relatively big, but in correlation to the pot, it was probably just under half pot. So I was like, this isn't the worst. Worst. I was like. I could hit a 10, any ace or king might be good, right? Are you fairly deep stacked here? Both of us are very deep stacked. I don't mind this. I mean, if you hit this gut shot here, I mean, you could actually get paid pretty good here. So, or if I hit an ace or a king, I could still be winning, right? You could, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I call it, and I spike the 10 on the river. Nice. I'm like, woo! So um, he checks it over to me. I bet I size up, making it look like a bluff. He folds, right? So, um, what do you think about sizing up on that river there? Recently, I've tried the sizing up, and I don't know. Uh, on the 10, I mean, I think the size up is probably kind of tough. If he's got, I mean, you look like a genius if he has queen 10. Uh, he either probably has a queen that's not that great, or maybe even a jack. And when it checked through, he feels like the jack is good. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've noticed this. When I've been sizing up, I'm getting a lot more folds. And, like, when I was call going, like, half to third pot, I'm getting a ton of calls. Uh, it seems like I've made a lot more, but it's very dependent on what they have. Uh, since you three bet, he can never have queens... Yeah, unlikely has queens, jacks, or tens here. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like a smaller bet. But okay, so more. So I basically, I also size up to. Also, I didn't really want to show my hand, and if I was, I wanted to get paid, right? Okay. I didn't want to show them what I was raising with. The very next hand, I get ace king again. Oh wow! Ooh, okay. um, yeah. This that might have actually worked out really well then. Exactly. So. I make it 50, open 50, table super deep, right? Call, call, call. Right? God almighty. Yep. So it was, um, uh, sorry, it was only um, two callers, so 150, right? Right. Um, the flop comes eight deuce deuce. Sorry, eight eight deuce, right? Okay. Um. The first guy, the out of the blind who called, he opened jams for two twenty. 
Eight eight deuce. He opened jams for two twenty. Yep. Okay, and there's hundred fifty in the pot. Yep. Okay. And I sit there and I get ready to fold, right? And I was like, man. I mean, he called short stacked. You know, he doesn't have to have the. You know, if he has a pocket pair, that's a disaster. The chance of him having an eight are low. I agree with that. Uh, the chances of him having an eight here, just I don't see a ton of people play it this way. They're gonna they're gonna want to slow play this. So, uh, my problem is is when you raise it to fifty, he there's uh, it's, it's such kind of a narrow range. I mean, I can I, I it's hard to see like ace high shoving here. Uh, I could see, like, pocket nines, pocket tens. I mean, even pocket sevens or sixes is a really good flop for. So that's kind of what I would think. Uh, I, I do agree that there's almost never an eight here. So I sit there and think about it, and I kind of, I got ready to mock. I was like, hmm, this could just be, like, king, queen, queen, jack, something like that, looking to scoop this 150 with this 220 bet. God Almighty, you're really pushing there, like Queen Jack. Could be. I so, mean, oh, <laughs> trust me, I've seen weirder shit. Weirder shit, absolutely. So I, I think about it. I count out the chips. Said, well, guess we're gonna look it up. So I call, <laughs> right? Okay. And uh, the God board. God Almighty, you call Ace High for two hundred and twenty dollars. Yes. Okay. Great kicker, though. So great kicker. <laughs> <laughs> kicker <laughs> counts. <laughs> Right. So the board runs out all low cards. I tell him I have ace high. He says he has ace high as well. Turns over ace seven offsuit. So the king played. That is an amazing call. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, ace, this is a flop really good for ace king. But here's the thing. is It's a flop that's really good until you get that action. Because... Now you're only beating bluffs, right? Yes. So I mean, you're basically just saying this guy has jack crap, and you're uh, and you're taking him and taking him out. Or I guess you do have. I guess it, it. I guess it occurred to you that if he does have something, you probably have about twenty five percent equity. Right. It just dawned on me after I tried pulling off the the ten ten deuce, and then he tried pulling it off on me, and I called. Oh God! Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it's true. like the exact same situation, but different. But I'm I'm in the, the guy who was supposed to fold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess you heard it here first. Don't try bluffing. No. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Tyler's like he's a donkey for calling with queens. There. Tyler's like ace high. I call. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that dawned on me. It's crazy what 24 hours will do. I played that hand. I called, and then I tried doing his move on someone else. Yeah. Well. Didn't work either time. Don't Guess do what? that move. Not bluffing there. Uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, seems like unprofitable. Yeah, I mean, I made a ton of money though bluffing on those double pair boards, but oh, I think it's yeah, I definitely think you can uh, do it very profitably, but not that time. So, well, I mean, think about how bad of a put uh, spot it puts you in when somebody does do it. Because I mean, in all honesty, I mean, this was not like an easy call for you. So you could have easily mucked here, and that guy with queens, 
probably should have mucked there. I mean, I definitely do think that that is a profitable move. Well, and I mean, my other thing is my call, he was all in. So I for sure was seeing the rest of the cards. Yeah. I would say this, though. Probably, this is one of the few thing, few times I think it's probably more profitable when it's multi-way. Which one? Like, bluffing on double-paired boards. I mean, because if it's heads up, that's kind of hard to represent that you just happen to flop trips. I mean, if I've got kings... I mean, we're heads up, and it's a mul- and it's a double paired board, and I raise and you re raise. I don't know if I got kings and you just happen to flop trips. I think I'm just going with this, right? Well, I mean, it's not heads up. Both of them had three people in the pot. Yeah, I think this is yeah. I think I like this with like three or four people more than heads up. Probably not eight people because you're probably just bluffing into trips. Yep. <laughs> but it's uh somewhere around there because I. I think it's going to be hard to pull off this move uh, with that. Right. So, but yeah, those are some pretty super interesting situations, though, right? You really did wind up. That's, like I say, a hell of a good call. I do not think I'm making that call there unless I have a one hell of a read on an opponent because that's, that's a pretty tough one. This is my second hand. But uh, <laughs> 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 he looked like he was up to some mischief, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was your what was your analysis to to call there? Tyler's like, they ain't gonna bully me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta show them what I'm all about. <laughs> what did you think about that bluffing all, those, those queens? That you thought that was a half decent bluff? I thought it was a good bluff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if someone makes a call with queens, there they make a call with queens. Uh. You know how I am. I'm not sure I'm making that bluff. Because for me to make a bluff, I have to feel like the player's good enough to fold a decent hand to a bluff. And most of the time, like especially Texas 1-3, just don't feel that way. So I don't think I'm making that bluff. Do I think it's probably profitable in the long run? Probably depend. I think it's a good bluff, but against the wrong player. You have to make that bluff against a player who knows what you're representing. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but thought that was super interesting. One last interesting thing before we go. Um, I was playing a session. This was I might have brought it up last episode. I'm not sure if I did. If I did, we'll end it here. But um, did I ever tell you that um, that one guy who bought him for a hundred was playing like doubled up and then took his hundred off the table? I don't think so. Um, some guy, I mean, basically what happened was some guy won a gigantic pot, bought him for a hundred, but then tried to take his hundred off the table. And some guy, I guess, had seen him do it a few times and caught him doing it. No, you had mentioned it at some point, like a couple episodes ago, like a lady doing it, but accident, but it like, it was all by accident. It was something with a brush or whatever. No, yeah, uh, this is completely So different. he wins a big pot and tries to take his hundred off the table? Doesn't try to like, he's tried to sneak his hundred off the table. Who caught him and what happened? Um, the player to his right took a picture of him doing it. <laughs> and he showed the dealer? He showed him. And then the guy was like, you're right. But then the guy did like, I don't know, kind of scummy thing. He went and was like, I'll just go buy $100 worth of time then. Because I can pay with chips anyway, so I'm going to just go buy $100 worth of time. I mean, okay, but at least you're doing that. I mean, that's kind of a scummy way to go about it, but, I mean, 
God damn, why, why are people such assholes? I mean, just... Because uh, obviously, if he got the picture and he's like, oh, you're right, or whatever, you know you're not supposed to take the hundred off the table. Just, you know... I mean, okay, if you feel that way and you're so scared of losing your money, don't play poker or just cash out. I mean, do a hit and run. I mean, it's at least it's not cheating. It's frowned upon, but better than just taking chips off the table. It, this is so weird to me that people do all this. And I guess it's a good thing we have this podcast so people can be aware of what people are trying to do. I mean, especially that stealing the, the chips from someone's paw like that. That one, to me, I've never seen that, but... I mean, you would have no idea unless someone told you. Because if it's someone to your immediate left or right, and you get a gigantic pot, and it's you know, and you're sitting there trying to stack chips, yeah, someone could easily steal chips off of your stack like that. Oh, uh, because they're I mean, not stacked yet. They're not. They're not accounted for. Yeah. Uh, man, I would hope I'm aware enough that that uh, wouldn't uh, that would not happen to me. But I mean. You're right. There's a lot of things going on. I mean, when you win a big pot and you're mucking your cards and you're stacking chips, I mean, just why anybody would try that is just, I mean, you really have to just be a good person. I mean, just because we play poker and we take each other's money, you should want to take it fairly. It's funny because you say you would think you'd be aware enough. I bet you I could take chips off of your stack whenever we played together and you wouldn't notice. Tyler's like, as a matter of fact, I owe you $30. <laughs> I think it would be super difficult to catch. Like You think so? Yeah. I mean, if, especially when it's all in reds like that. I mean, you get a $600 pot all in reds that gets dumped over on you. That's true. And you're sitting here trying to stack them. So you're you're trying to stack them up front. I mean, it's yeah. just right there. And the chips, I mean, it's literally right by his hand. All I do is just... Well, I mean, you're not expect. I mean, if you're not looking for it and expecting it, I guess you're right. I guess that would be... God, I don't know. Because Man. it's totally different when you have the – because you know how much your stack is, right? Right. Whenever, when everything's accounted for and you have it all in order. But when you haven't actually counted it yet and you're still in the moment, you know, this is the same player who mucked the winning hand. So, you know, I mean, she's not running with the pot she won versus her stack, right? So. Yeah. I mean, just be aware, I guess, right? Be very aware. So, yeah, everybody, you know, look for the unexpected. <laughs> I guess on that note, we'll end it this week. We'll see you guys next week. This was the Text Poker Podcast. Let us know what you thought about those stories. We're out. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.